Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to the first rugby pod of the season. We're back and we've got a very special guest in the studio to kick things off later on. Uh, we'll bring him in shortly. I'm here. What do you mean a special guest? I'm here, mate. Jim is here. Goody's here. I'm here. Thank you very much for listening. Jim, you nearly, nearly weren't here at all. Nearly, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I nearly wasn't here. You're an absolute shambles. What's been going on, mate? I, I, I got poached. It's like, I was thinking about this analogy on the train. It was like, you know, we've been on Coronation Street, right, for the last two seasons. Game of Thrones came in. Game of Thrones came in and said, you're moving over. And I, you know what? I, 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 I turned around and said, I can't. I can't, it, I can't do it. It's <laughs> ironic that Game of uh, Thrones is also a fantasy. Yeah. And, uh, and there's Jim trying to get a bigger wage, trying to get no, bigger, no. bigger value for himself. No, no. And he's gone in there and he's gone, uh, I've got these, uh, this other sports media company coming after me, which was actually a pipe dream. And he basically wanted us all to say, please don't leave, Jim. We were all fucking Which happened, which going. happened. We were like, oh, all right, see you later, we'll get other people in. Happy <laughs> I did, days. I did, I did, I did nearly leave, I'll be honest. And um, then he came back with his tail between his legs and said, lads, no, lads, no, lads, no, no, lads no, can, no. I, can I come back on the WhatsApp group, please? Dude, that's not a tail. That's embarrassing. Not, that, Jim called me one night and he's like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. I'm, like, I'm not fucking leaving. Sounds, sounds like a good deal, mate. Good, good, good on you. God bless you. And he's a recruitment <laughs> consultant, mate, so I, I gave him the lowdown, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't a tail between my legs, Goody. That wasn't a tail, let's be honest. <laughs> But I didn't know where to go. I thought, we're going to come back in, and I hope it's going to be different this year. I'm, so we've, we've come in here. Have you not been enjoying it? Well, I've loved it. Man, I've absolutely loved it. Like, you know, we've got a cult following. It's just, we were on Coronation Street, the masses. We've got a cult following, like Coronation Street, Game of Thrones. It's Hollywood. So Game, Game of Thrones and I t- and supposedly I t- came in. And I've turned it down. It wasn't real. And I turned it down. <laughs> But and then, he, he came back onto the WhatsApp. Lads, lads, can I come back onto the WhatsApp group, please? I'm from Coronation Street I'm back. now. I says I'm back. But, Embarrassing. But I was hoping it'd be different this year, but I, it isn't. Good, I've come back in pre-season. You've, you've mate, taken a pay cut as well. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed. What, I've taken a pay cut to be here? To come it's back. It's not about well the done, money, Goody. It's not well about done, the money. Mate. But I want, I've come back and nothing's changed. If anything, it's worse. I wanted to come in and say, Goody, you're looking good. You're looking well. Thanks, mate. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're simply not. That's the thing. I've just come back from holiday. Kinsley Largo, lovely spot. That's what I mean. So pre-season, pre-season, you're not well rested. Use some of the you, missus' makeup to put abs on. You know, that's what people yeah. do. And you don't look well rested. You look fucked. <laughs> <laughs> have you lost weight though? You lost six kilos. Thank you very much. You've lost six kilos. Yeah. Have you? Have you done that? Um, well, I tried to chop my knee off. Had that operated on, as we know. And I've eaten less. You've stopped drinking beer, though, haven't you? And now he's on coke, <laughs> <laughs> which is even worse. So, Goody, I'm just—I've been approached over the summer. People left, right, and centre. He's trying to deflect now, isn't he? Because he knows be- he's, he's, he's come back, lads. Sorry, can I come back on podcast, please? Because that—that uh, that contract I had wasn't no, that real. wasn't that. It was lads. Can I come back? Um, I didn't want to let you down. You know that—that that, that was basically what happened. Slash didn't have another option. Yeah. So I'm back. You're welcome. You're welcome to the listeners out there. I'm back. We're back. Look at us. It's great to be back, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and how was your summer, Jim? What have yeah. you been doing, mate? Yeah, well, I'm up in Edinburgh, aren't I? People think it's the dream. Festival's on. New house. Fucker got broken into. You got, did you? Yeah. Two Sundays ago. We were in bed. I was fast asleep. Me and the missus have been up late. Half five, half five. Now, the festival in Edinburgh, yeah, we were fighting. <laughs> so, the festival's on in Edinburgh, everything closed at half five. So, you'd love it, Goody. Like, you're out all night, mate. So As in half five morning. in the morning? Half five in the morning, right. So, hearing loads of banging and stuff like that, I live in an urban, cultured, I live in town. Uh, bit of banging, stuff like that, didn't think anything of it. Next thing in the morning, neighbours, Jim, 
Jim, you had eat pal, how you doing? Walk down the stairs, door's been smashed open. And then these are like, you know, this is like a, basically a mansion. It's like an eight-foot door. It's a heavy old door. It's a mansion. Listen to it. Someone's knocked the door in, and they're looking downstairs, basically, they've, seeing what's missing. They've so, robbed the Scotland shirt for the Romania cap. <laughs> <laughs> You're only Checking the Scotland shirts there. <laughs> checking the iPads there. Bex, like, there's a TV on the wall. It's basically, he's come in absolutely steaming, not knowing where he is. This is what I think's happened. Next-door neighbor's got a picture of him. Some bold dude. Some bald eagle, pal. But, yes, yeah, so I've got a picture of him, so if you want to... If we want to put it up online have you, have you, and find Have him. you outed him? Well, the, oh, the police have been involved in stuff. So hold on a minute. So he's broken into your house? He's broken into the house. Yeah. And your na- how's your neighbour got a picture of him? Because there's a woman next door who's obviously scared. Some guy's chapping the door at half five in the morning. Ah, uh, okay. Is he like that? I, Big I, Jim, you are shit at rugby, eh? Well, this is the other I'm thing. I'm coming to get you, mate. This is the other thing. We obviously joke about it. People are walking past. <laughs> and I, like, I don't tell the missus to. I can hear like students and stuff like that shouting in the street. Mounted wheelie bin. The wheelie bin. When's the podcast back? Like, literally in the street, all the time. As in, when I'm in my house and I'm in bed. So students have got wind that a celebrity lives down the road. Oh, I mean, how, how arrogant can you be is when you rugby career is so it's not, it's not arrogant, though, is it, Goody? It's not arrogant, <laughs> but it's the truth. But anyway, so someone's broken to the house. I've had to get all that fixed. We've had the police round. They've realised there's fuck all to Nick. <laughs> there's nothing there. Um, so you've not got cameras, security cameras? Well, we haven't. This is the thing. Well, we Uh-oh. have now. We have now, yeah. So don't do it again, this bold guy. We're going to find you, mate. Thanks very much to Guinness for their help with the pod and the live shows that will be coming to a pub near you this season. And a massive thanks to Rugby Pass for their help with the pod again. Uh, you can watch the show on rugbypass.com together with other great content as well, like rugby pads. Yes. Uh, it was you, Jim, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was me. I'm Freddie Burns. What do you actually do? It's like cribs, but pads. So I just go around players' houses. Freddie was the first one. Great sport, great gaff, great pad. Proper bachelor pad, isn't it? Proper. Well, we rocked up and it was genuinely, I couldn't find it. It was off the beaten track. Yeah. So I'm mm. walking around, rucksack on, where's his house? Can't get hold of him. Saw a, a, a grey Range Rover, like a matte grey Range Rover in the drive, FB10. Mm-hmm. That's his number plate. Yeah. Freddie Burns. Big Obviously. time, isn't he? So no, it was good. It was so it's quite thing. a light-hearted... Sort of thing. That's good. It's very good, actually. Only thing that made me feel a little bit sick was seeing Jim in budgie smugglers. Ooh. And the funniest thing Why about Why would it, you do that when you've got the shittest rig? But apart from me, you've got the shittest rig ever. Budgie smuggler sponsor us, don't they? Just stick a t-shirt yeah. on. Yeah, but no, I can't do that. You hung like a squirrel no, as well. No, no, but I'm out there for the masses, Goody. Okay. This is the thing. You should have actually put a pair of socks down the front. Though, I did. I it, did. It's embarrassing. Thank, no, I did put a pair of socks know, down. That was the funniest thing on it, because Freddie was like, you're going to put socks down it? I was like, no, mate, no. People want to see normal people. I'm looking down, I'm like, for some reason I had a bit of a camel toe that day. <laughs> I was like, I can't. So I put a pair of rug- um, Freddie Burns' bath rugby socks down there and it looked massive. And I've, I'm in the jacuzzi so Freddie don't see me when I come out. That was the scene. And as soon as I can stand out of the jacuzzi, he is pissing himself because he can see I've got a pair it, of socks. It looks like you're barred up or something. <laughs> and his looks so tiny, but there we go. So it was good fun. If you're after some more hard-hitting stuff, uh, there is a new concussion documentary called Knocked. Have you guys seen that? It's yeah. on rugbypass.com. It's great, actually. It's, it's obviously a very serious subject, and we, we like to have a laugh on here and a bit of a joke and stuff, but you know the impact of that on people's lives, it's a great watch. You know, If you've got 40 minutes, um, and you, you hear from different people around the world, referees, players, you know, the effects of it's not just all about the Saturday, 
where you get knocked out or the Sunday, whatever day it is. It's about the knockout. It's brilliant, brilliant show. Yeah, and and Rugby Pass, Bar Gym stuff are doing some great content. <laughs> We've also got a new super fan subscription service to offer you this season. The idea is we'll produce extra content for you each month. Invite some of you into the studio to uh, see the magic happen, if that's what magic. you want to call it. We'll also get some more big name guests in the studio and probably best of all, uh, have a massive end of season party just for the super fans. So if you want to get involved and help us make the season get even bigger, check out patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod for all the details and get involved and have you got something to say about this Andy I had an interview with Joe Marler on the other day it was great who Joe Marler he's a wonderful man top bloke he would absolutely knock seven bells of shit out is of it, you Jim is it, he's the has-been that's I think he's still doing it Jim oh, is, he, I don't is he still doing it I think is he? he is but you, you've got some sort of uh, challenge for our super fans haven't you well, I did agree with Fred, <clears throat> the boss, earlier, reluctantly. If we get to 500 super fans, I'll let Joe Marler give me a Joe Marler haircut. Oh give me God. a mohawk. Best oh, friends. That's horrible. Matching haircuts. Really? You, you really want one of them haircuts? He looks good with it oh, because I'm, he's I'm, rugged, he's yeah. lean, he's mean, and you just look like an absolute he, he, He's rugged. He's rugged. That's about it. He's lean. He's, he's, not, he's definitely not lean, and he's definitely not mean. He would definitely knock you out. You see, Neil Best offered me out on uh, Rugby Pass. Neil never, Best. Never heard of Neil, Neil Best. Best. Well, he's doing content on Rugby Pass. He's doing this thing right. where he goes around different kind of dojos around Asia, so like the best dojos around the world. And like, mate, he's in decent shape. Next thing, waking up, Twitter feed's going mad. He's offering me out, so I thought, I'm going to look at this guy on the video. I ain't, I ain't fighting him, mate. Oh, he's all fart, no poo. I said to him, you need to fight Goody before you fight the champ, mate. We'll get into previewing the new season shortly, uh, but it's been about two months since our last pod, and there's been a few things in the news uh, that people have been uh, waiting for you guys to talk about. I guess the first thing that we'll, we'll chat about is maybe um, Danny Cipriani. What do you guys make of that situation? I was out with him the weekend before. Best oh, yeah? mates. Yeah, Where? Took, me out, took me out to <laughs> a pitch and put. Thing him and his missus, Max Evans and his missus, and me on my own. <laughs> but you didn't take your missus? No, didn't know. She, yeah, me, you're, no, horrible. Know, you're horrible know, to your missus. So I you? like him. I like the bloke. Um, but from what I'm hearing, I'm on a Gloucester WhatsApp chat of the old boys. Uh, it was nothing of nothing. Just blown out of proportion. It is blown out of proportion, and it isn't as well, really. From what I heard, and you know, you're always going to get mixed stories. Danny Cipriani, the rugby player, is an unbelievable rugby player. Bottom line, he's the best attacking 10 in the Premiership, England's best attacking 10 on the front foot, um, and he's a pleasure to watch at times, isn't he? But that's that's the facts of it. The flip side of it is, you know, Wasp didn't offer him a new contract. He has been divisive in in certain environments. Sometimes, as Jim said, he's, he's a brilliant bloke. Other times, he does rub, rub people up the wrong way. You can't get away from that. And the story that I heard was he tried to grab the security camera. He's like, no, you ain't recording me or whatever. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Uh, Bouncer stopped him. Bouncer's got the security camera on him. Police come, resist arrest, a scuffle or whatever happens. And it was, it, you know, in terms of actual damage to people, not nothing, but there's no punches thrown or, you know, people broken. I think the, the police officer did have some minor injuries, but nothing like a fractured cheekbone or anything. So there's, you know, I'm not blown up to be that. But also as a professional rugby player with the... You know, he does enjoy the limelight. You have to take the rough with the smooth. And, you know, has he made a mistake? Yes. Has he apologised for it? Yes. Has he gone through court and has got a record now, whatever it is, and he's taken a fine? Yes. You know, you listen to the comment and one of the quotes that he said was, loosen the cuffs, these risks, these wrists are like gold. <laughs> You're not dealing with someone humble that is... Well, he's talking the truth, isn't he? Like, he's, he's, Sounds he's, like the current England's head. So you can see why it splits opinion. You, you really can. And as a rugby player, judging him what you see on a Saturday or a Sunday or a Friday, whatever day he plays, 
he's been phenomenal over the last couple of years at times. Mm. He's had bad games. Um, you know, I heard a story from the Wasp boys, and, and you have to take things with a pinch of salt, but when he had an awful game a couple of years ago against Leinster in the quarterfinal, I think it was, of the Champions Cup, and Wasp dropped him uh, for some of the games the next few weeks, which... You know, sometimes you have to even drop your best players to get the best out of them, don't you? Oh, we if did. It, we did used to get dropped. Yeah. Or Jim just never got picked. Um, but he was going around the wash changing room saying, oh, LeBron James doesn't get dropped for the Cavs, does he? <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> and when you hear those things, you're like, there's a, there's a bloke there that divides opinion because some people will go, love his confidence, love you know, he's at that borderline arrogance, and that's what makes him great. Others will go, well, you, you know, you shouldn't be saying that. So it does divide opinion, and that's you know, part of Mavericks and part of players that you want to watch is that divisive opinion. I didn't and actually hear that that story, though, that you told me. Which story? It's amazing, isn't it, how whispers go yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, But who knows what actually happened? Yeah. Ultimately, it. is it as bad as people have made out with all the press around it? Um, well, you know, made pe- it out to be pretty bad. That sounds pretty bad. Like, if that's what actually happened. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's the thing with Chinese whispers and what happened. No, you know, who knows? There's no CCTV footage come out of what actually happened. Where's but, his copper's camera? That's what I yeah, want to know. But there's reports. And then he's, apparently his lawyer said something along the lines of, oh, you know, the reason he grabbed the, the bouncer's camera and all this stuff was because of the limelight that he lives in. People get trying it. to take pictures of him. I get it. I get that. Going Matt, I get it. So, it, you know, it goes both ways. Um, and it's that balance. What I'm saying is, Owen Farrell, who's a player that everyone holds in the highest regard in terms of the way he carries himself on the field, off the field, would he put himself in that position? No. Would Johnny Wilkinson have put himself in that but position? But are no. they good lads on the beers? That's, that's, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> you know, what, what are you looking at as a rugby player? Do you want them to be locked up at home every day and, and not be out there? Shouldn't be behaving like that, but you want them to enjoy their life as well. But you have a responsibility, both sides of playing the game and being off the field. And, you know, I got turfed out at nightclubs before. I was going to ask, but... have you ever had a headline because of your um, being playing for England that you know got spiralled out of control like that. Yeah, there was one um, when I ate uh, TGI Fridays out of house and home, and they, they couldn't feed people. <laughs> they so got sued. Uh, no, but then you know Danny Cipriani has always been in the the public eye in mm. terms of the celebrity status. Some of which he has wanted, and some of which has just happened naturally. But you have to take the good stuff with the bad stuff. If you you know if you want to be out there and you want everyone to know who you are, and you know you want to do loads of ad campaigns and stuff like that, there are going to be people in this world that will try and find a negative in it. And that's the press. That's the way it works. So, you know, he's made a mistake. He's taken his punishment. Let's move on and hopefully he can, um, you know, perform really well for Gloucester this year and make Eddie Jones have a really tough rugby decision to whether to pick him or not come November. Do you think he should have been charged by the RFU as well as Gloucester? Going on Goody's story, then yes. Like oh, don't, I, don't blame me. Mate, yeah, well, if, if that's what you've heard happen, I heard something completely different. What, what did you hear? I just heard, heard that one of the boys couldn't get into the club. He's gone to the door, steaming to see if he can get him in. Willie Hines, and they've said no, and there was a bit of a conversation had. And, yeah, it, it, there was a, a minor scuffle. And then as they've gone to put cuffs on him, he's made that comment about his wrist being made of gold and kind of just pushed them away, and that's where the assault charge was in. Yeah. I didn't hear that he was basically... He's pleaded guilty. Well, yeah. The thing is, he's pleaded guilty for something, yeah. hasn't he? So, like you said, he's been tasered on the floor. and like, I didn't he's, had, he's been tasered. <laughs> he's had CS guests. But if, if, if what Goody's you know, saying is right, then you can see why. You can see why it's not a nothing thing. Obviously, he didn't get fined by them in the end and Gloucester fined him. So, I don't know. Give Gloucester a bit of profile anyway. Much needed profile, but, eh? But here's the thing, though, right? There's no right or wrong answer here. You know, one people, one person's opinion, you know, the RFU were silly to get involved after Gloucester and the court had done something. Another people, person would say, 
you know, of course he represents England, you know, they've got standards to uphold and they're just going through the due diligence process of what they should and shouldn't do. Um, so there's no right or wrong answer to this. The fact is, Danny Cipriani wishes it never happened. So he's, you know, it's only him that's accountable, really. Chris Ashton, banned for seven weeks for a tip tackle and a friendly. What, why always me? That's probably what he's thinking. Hey. And Cipriani. Yeah. We think about Cipriani. So Cipriani fought really hard to get back in the England squad a couple of years ago. Came off the bench, I think, or started against the Barbars. They got done for drink driving that night in Chelsea. Get an Uber, mate. You know, there's taxis everywhere. You don't need to drink drive. So that's the thing. You say why I was Good, leave him alone. He's my friend. No, no, no. I like Sips. You know, I really appreciate him as a rugby player, but he's brilliant on one hand and probably entirely frustrating on the other. You just don't like him times. as a bloke. Good player, don't like him as a bloke. But Ashy, <laughs> Ashy. You, but you don't like Ashy. Now <laughs> you're saying why I always no. me. I've seen the clip and Ashy's reacted to... I played with Rory Cockett out Hence for the, the Sharks. Because that's um, not his birth name, is it? And I roomed with Rory Cockett playing for the Sharks and... It, no. What? It's, it's, it doesn't live up to it, his name. It, is that his real name, yes or no? It is his real name, and he's hung like a squirrel, like okay, you joking. Fine. But Rory Cockett is one of those players that you play against that the typical scrum half that drives everyone absolutely nuts from the opposition, and he would have been in Ashton's face. I think Steve Diamond's come out and said, oh, you know, he was being gouged or whatever, or there was hands on the face, and Ashley's reacted, and Ashley's picked him up and just dumped him. See, I thought it was a punch. That's what it looked Originally like. Originally it said it was a punch, but there's yeah. other angles that I've oh, now seen, and he's picked him up and dumped him, and he's landed on his head. Had it have been a, a normal regulation tackle, he'd have got sent off and he'd have got the ban. That, that's what the RFU. Well, actually, can't tackle like that. That's the that's the uh, the weirdest thing about it. Yeah, but you know there were mitigating circumstances. I've got no because I know Rory Cockett and he's a pain in the ass. Brilliant player, but he's a sort of scrum half that you want on your team, but you absolutely detest playing against because he will wind you up and he'd have definitely got Jim sent off at times had you had played against him. But how raging would you be if you were Chris Ashton? Right, pre-season friendly. In the middle of nowhere, was it in France the game? Yeah, that's why the camera angle was so bad. Pre-season friendly, you've you've signed I think to it, sail. I think it was Santa Freak. Was it? Well, do you remember that hellhole yeah. that we oh. used to go to on pre-season? Yeah, I basically lived in uh, a prison. <laughs> you, you're there in Santa Freak, in the middle of nowhere in France. Pre-season, big, the biggest name signing. He's been everywhere over all the Premiership logos or over all the advertising. He's killed it in France the year before, breaking the record. Comes to England, World Cup year. Pre-season game and you dump tackle someone on his head and you get a seven-week ban. Only me! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, he's... And I think you, you read what's come out from the um, uh, from the hearing and he pleaded not guilty. And this is where some players plead guilty for stuff uh, knowing they'll get a lesser ban, don't they? Yeah. Um, knowing that they're banged to rights or whatever. He's pleaded not guilty. Boy, he's going to win it. He knows um, that he's got a horrible disciplinary record. And then he's... So because he's pleaded not guilty, there's no uh, leniency in, in terms of the... Uh, the bank given out and then they gave him an extra week as well for his previous discipline. Just for being record. Ashy. Oh, just wow. for being horrid. For being Ginger Chris Ashton. Nothing wrong with being Ginger. No, it's not. It's not. You've got a Ginger Bush, haven't you? Yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> have you guys uh, heard of any good whispers or any any early rumours from the, from the rumour mill? Well, there was something about Anthony Watson. Really? Well, there's a couple of things about Anthony Watson. First, did you hear about how he redid his Achilles? Yeah, yeah, playing, what was it, catching American football or something, was it? Apparently it was at a player appearance. Again, whispers, I don't know. I'm just going on one source that I heard. Apparently, it was at a player appearance. For, for Dyson, and he used the Dyson too hard, didn't he? <laughs> no, don't, don't go just there. Stood up and stood up or was walking away. Um, or did, what did you hear? Oh, it's catching a ball or something at a player appearance. Yeah, catching a ball at a player appearance and he redoes oh. his Achilles. That is nay good. It's a horrible injury. I remember Thomas Castagnier before he snapped his Achilles. He was comfortably one of the best players on the planet and he was never quite the same when he came back. It's a brutal injury, and then to do it again, uh, it's a you know, serious thing. And there's, there's a lot of big injuries coming out of them, isn't there? Jimmy Goppus done his ACL 
Imagine doing pre- the whole of pre-season, which I can never imagine doing because I never did it. Mm. Imagine training your nuts off all pre-season. First pre-season game, doing your ACL out for six to nine months. Yeah, uh, It's tough. And, you know, Anthony Watson, going back to that, whoever his agent is, well played. Absolutely well played. Just get him in the press that four French clubs are after him. He's not going to France. But he put something out on social media, didn't he? Like, show me the money or something like that. Show me the money at Bath Rugby. <laughs> did he really? Show me the Hoovers. It was something like that I saw it on social media. Wow. And you can quote me on that. I did see it. it that weren't a rumour. Really? Yeah. Show he, me it, the mate, money. He's playing for England. He knows full well he's, you know, he's at the start of his international career in terms of at some point he will be England's first choice fullback without a question because Mike Brown will be that little bit older, maybe post-World Cup. 24 bags a game, he ain't going to France, is he? So, uh, yeah, it's well played by his uh, by his agent, um, getting that out in the press and saying four French clubs are after him. If you're Bath or if you're an English club, you know it's not happening. That's what I've done, effectively, yeah. So I've made you all think that I'm wanted. Game of Thrones, Peaky Blinders, like all these like level of uh, production companies. I had Smart. a dream of someone said... <laughs> Via Fafida, you heard about the chat of him going to Exeter on a short-term deal? Who? Via Fafida. Oh, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, for a back rower, what wheels? That try he scored, was it last year in the Rugby Yeah, against Argentina. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not in the All Black squad, is he? He's quite, no. young. He's quite young, isn't he, as well? He's quite young. He's, he's been playing lock for the Hurricanes, mm. if that, um, on the bench quite a bit. The All Blacks see him primarily as a blindside flanker, yeah. so he, and there's no room for him at blindside because he hasn't been playing at blindside. Yeah. Squire's starting at six, isn't he? Yeah, Squire. He's good, isn't he? Yeah, he owns that position. He looks proper old school as well. Yeah. Like, his mullet, a bit yeah. of a mullet there. He's wearing, like, flary baggy jeans, isn't he? Yeah. He'd have a terrible get-up. He's, he's got one of these tribal tattoos, you know, the um, the shite ones. John Hardy, apparently training with Clement. Never heard of him. You've never heard of John Hardy? Never heard of him. A.K.A. Hard Horse. Who is he? He's the Scotland flanker who got brought in mid-World Cup train 2015. He's not Scottish either, is he? Well, he's got a Scottish animal pet. <laughs> you know, he, he, he's got a Scotty dog. He's got a Scotty dog, mate. Got brought in and then all that stuff happened at Edinburgh with Cocker, Cocker and, says, get out. Yeah, mate, he's a quality player. He's, but, player, but he's, had, he's had a few bad injuries, isn't he? Like yeah. concussion and then he's had surgery. Um, mate, he's one of the best back rows. I've so how has he not got a gig in touched. Scotland? Purely because of the... Yes, they're very they're, they're very strict in Scotland, aren't they? As we know, Goody, from the stuff that we talk about on the podcast, it doesn't go down well there. So they're very strict. Oh, you were telling me off air about the size of Vern's face. So, <laughs> so wrinkly. Uh, anyway, uh, there's an empty chair in here. Yeah. I'm looking. You guys are looking around constantly, you know, like smiling at each other. Why is there another chair there? Well, we thought you were leaving us. Hoped. And you're welcome. Hope, I didn't. You're welcome, yeah. you Just both. Just rephrase that. We hoped you were you leaving. Hoped. Us. Yeah. You didn't hope I was leaving. I'm fucking desperate for you to go, mate. To be honest. So, yeah. what would you have With. done? Like, because I'm one of them. I'm like, you know, I'm like Michael Jackson leaving the Jackson Five. Oh, he's coming in now. Oh, We've got to replace him. Oh, oh, here he is. Oh, hey, how are you, mate? Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, mate. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, you, you right? right? Yeah, Marley Bone, how are you, son? Awesome. You are right? How are you, mate? <laughs> good how to see you. There we go. So, this was the this is the chair that's going to be filled. Joe um, Maller. Joe Maller is your replacement. I did last week, mate. Are you? You said he was gone. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Well, that's what we hoped, Joe, to be honest. Yeah, so there's gone. still a chance. Vans, how you do? They're betting you today. I think this is what happened. It's like the changing of changing of guard. Oh, that's dear, oh, dear. Mate, Hello, lads. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on board. Great to see you, Jim, face to face. I thought you'd be bigger, I'll be honest. Mate, I've, just, lost mate, a bit what? I've looked at him. He's a killer, Jim. Tight white top on, hell of a shape. That's what I've done. He would rip the living daylights out so, of you. He'd look, take you limb from limb. I want to get to the bottom of this because basically, effectively, I'm like... I own this podcast, and oh. someone's invited you, one of it, my enemies does in he here. Actually? No. 
It's like you basically going to Saracens from Quinns. That's basically what, what it'd be like. They'd never have him, mate. What the fuck yeah. they need me for? <laughs> they, go, let's, let's downgrade because Mako's asking for a mill a year. How much do you get paid, you mind me asking? I, I'm just intrigued to know because we played many a time against each other. I thought this guy's very... Lot, it, on, we, we played, we played <laughs> against <laughs> each other. Didn't he didn't, we? Yeah, he didn't yeah. play a league. Well, they used to put the shit team out against Quinns because they're like, we're beating it with the B team. So Joe was going to... Is Joe with us long term? Um, Well, that was the chat, wasn't it? You know, he's looking for a bigger gig. That was a pipe dream. Headhunted. Headhunted is the one. Headhunted, yeah, brilliant. Helmet hunted. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But then they were like, no, too big a helmet. And then you just stayed here. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how we get on. You know what I mean? We don't get. Do we get on? We'll this see. We, we don't. Know, we don't really know each other that well. It's one of them. It's like you kind me of out across the waves, didn't you? Where the radio waves? Yeah, he did. Yeah, Jim. Just explain what the beef is. I, I can't even remember. So much. Hear the panic. Hear the panic. I can't remember. I didn't. I didn't say anything. All I know is that Pathetic. Joe had a thing against me when we played. Did, did you or not? You used to get very angry around me, but you couldn't do anything about because you know that, like, when I was in my prime, I basically could have killed you. I just. I just spoke to Fred. And I said, I don't know where this beef has come from because genuinely, I don't remember playing against you. Never heard of you. And Never heard of you. That's not a, wind- <laughs> a wind-up. Of course I've heard of you. Joe, this, you know, this, this big is... English bloke playing for Scotland because <laughs> Scotland he, didn't want, he didn't want the fucking red rose on his chest. <laughs> no, he yeah. couldn't, no, he wanted it. He couldn't get it. Oh. He used to have the tattoo. Okay. But then he, he wasn't good enough, so he had to go and play for Scotland. I would, have got ten, I would have got 10 caps for him, but I don't claim to be a great rugby player, yes, but, but I was hard a lot as of fuck. Pe- there's a lot of people that got 10 caps... Or more for England. How, how, many, how, many, how, how many? You're pointing at yourself when you say that for England. <laughs> how many caps do you get for England? I officially got. I'd say you have got. Yeah, yeah. You haven't retired yet. No, no. I mean, I I earn three. You earn okay, three. You earn three. Yeah, I've nicked the rest. Okay, so how many? How many? <laughs> but did you, you take them how you can. Do you yeah. know what I mean? How many did you nick? I've got fifty-nine. Yeah. Which would equate to, if my maths serves me right. 424 Scotland caps. Well, you say that good. Hang on, let's just talk... Let's just go back, right? So Scotland now are better than England, OK? They since, are. Since when? Well, they just are. Like, world, you know, world rankings? Well, since I retired, they've, they, they've gone very good somehow <laughs> for some reason, so... Should we talk a little bit about rugby boys? Why not? Quinns, how's the pre-season going? A lot of changes. What's, what's actually changed as far as what you've been doing? Well, training's... Um, you hate it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to not get myself in shit here. It's fucking hard, which it... Kind of. Well, it's always preseason's always hard, isn't it? It's always I hard. I never did one. <laughs> not, not for me. I didn't find them hard. Um, I can but, imagine under Guzzy. It's but Guzzy's come in, mate, and he's brought bags of it. Did, did you work with Guzzy? I did. Yeah, he is very good. To be fair, he's, he's one of the best. He's brought bags of energy. Um, he's a bit different. Some of the ideas he comes comes up with are a bit different, a bit like, quirky. Like what? I've heard there's a bear in the team room now. What bear? I've heard there's a big bear in the team room. Is that true or not? Would you like Mark well, Lambert? Well, no, as in a, a an actual bear, a, not not a real life one, but a, a bear. That's <laughs> oh, just sat... good. well, Guzzy likes his analogies, doesn't he? The wolf. It was the wolf pack. Is it now the grizzly bear pack, or are, there, are bears in packs? The grizzly bear back is what I meant to say. <laughs> grizzly bear back. <laughs> He's into all that though, isn't he? Has he brought that? I did wonder what he was going to do because Saris and Quinns did have a big rivalry. And the wolf pack yeah, and all I that. And I know the Quinns guys weren't all into that, were they? But he's going to bring something like that in, isn't he? Weren't into what? The wolf pack? As in the wolf pack, because they used to absolutely despise the Quinns. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's quite odd. Um, so, what sort of things has he brought in that are a bit quirky? Go on. No, I can't reveal the inner, inner sanctum yet. There's different bits and bobs. But you went to Amsterdam, didn't you? You took you on a trip. I that, missed that, that, it. That. You yeah, missed it? I fucking missed it. Oh, no. Well, Me and Robbo are meant to fly out um, Saturday morning. Who's Robbo? Rob Shop. Chris Rob Shop. Okay, yeah. And Rob Shop. We woke Rob up. Shop. Rob Shop. 
You come up with some shit nicknames, <laughs> didn't you? Why are you laughing then? <laughs> Ridiculous. And uh, yeah, our flight got cancelled Saturday morning. Was this um, after an England session or something that you had to fly out on the Saturday, or were you just too big time to fly with the team? No, I think he had a missus, his missus had a birthday, and I, my missus was at a Hindu, so I had to look after my kids. Good priorities. Jim doesn't know what his kids' names are yet, to be honest. <laughs> How many kids you got? Two. I've got four. <laughs> <laughs> do they know who you are? I think they do, yeah. That doesn't matter. It just shows that I've got four, I've just got more. If anything, your beard's better, my tats are better. Yeah, um, 100%. So you but got, surely you're not proud of any of them? Well, the tats? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they looked all right when I was 23. I got a Superman tattoo when I was 23. Now I'm nearly 40. It's like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> what about this rose one? Have you got a rose? No. He did have. No. Did you or not? Did, did you, you have an England rose? No, apparently I did. I had a, I had a tattoo. My first tattoo was uh, basically when we were younger, we were 16, finished school. Playing for England schools. All the, <laughs> all the Kovskins went and got... <laughs> All the Cov lads went and got British Bulldogs on their arms. And I was like, look, it doesn't even look like a British Bulldog. It looks like an Egyptian space monkey. I was like, I ain't having that. So I just picked page 40 of the tattoo book and it was a tulip that looked like an English rose. That looked like it said England forever above it. But no. <laughs> That's bollocks. But, but ruggers, ruggers. Yeah, you see the things got a little bit comfortable last season. Uh, yeah. Has that changed? or how, did, how was it comfortable? Yes, it's now uncomfortable. Guzzy's brought in, uh, he's completely changed the way we train. The intensity we train at. You know, obviously our defence was our biggest letdown last year and we're hoping that we can change that this year. Um, and there's been a huge increase in the amount of defence we're doing. So, yeah, yeah he's shaking it up a bit. But he's, he, the environment he's creating is a work-hard, play-hard environment. must remember when he was at Sarri's that you've got to go balls out, but you'll get your rewards for it. So, yeah, it's an enjoyable place at the moment. But we'll see once the season gets started and... Games are actually being played. That's the thing that you look at the seismic difference between Paul Gustav's defence and what he's done previously to how Quinn's defended over the last however many years. Nick Easter was, you know, a good mate of yours and a coach last year. He's now left. It's going to take time to change those systems, isn't it? Oh, 100 percent. You know, there's a lot of lot of people talking that you know Guzzi's come in. He's a fantastic coach. He's renowned for being a brilliant coach, and he did great things with England. But it takes a long time to change the habits of players. You know, we, we've gotten used to a particular way for so many years. You know, you'd, you'd argue that when you think of Quinns, traditionally you go, they're soft bastards, aren't they? Very much so. You know, just <laughs> That's get, exactly what I thought. Just get stuck into it physically and they'll go hiding. Well, what we always thought about Quinns, genuinely, when we played them, and Guzzi will tell you the same, is that you were the polar opposite of what Saracens were trying to be. So Saracens base themselves on culture, whether they found that easy or not, in terms of how they interacted with each other, how they interacted with the ref. And one of the, a lot of the clips that we brought up when we were about to play Quinns well, was... You were about to watch. Yeah, no, I played against Quinns. They put, they put the second team out against shit teams. Yes. <laughs> so what, what they had basically was clips of all the Quinns boys gobbing off at the referee. And like and just trying to underlie the two different cultures. So when Quinns beat Saris, which when I was there and they put out the second team, it did happen a few times. But you saw the way that Quinns reacted so, when they beat when they beat Saris. Yeah. It was like they won the cup final. Like it genuinely, they were, you know, the celebrations were like they just won something. Like they, it was their biggest game. It was their everything. Yeah. And this is what we always used to say. So, is like that, you playing for Scotland, beating anyone. Exactly. That's what it was like. So, <laughs> Quinns are like the Scotland. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I yeah. am, yeah. You say that about the Quinns boys gobbing off at the ref and stuff like that. 
Owen Farrell does that regularly. He does, yeah. So what's the difference? He does. It, it wasn't a team thing, though. It wasn't... A, it, it, so it was... you're just saying Owen Farrell's like Harlequin's boys? No. <laughs> I was just saying it's an individual <laughs> thing. Well, you look at it the way that the game has gone, and a lot of players do do that, but I, th- I think if, if Joe's speaking honestly, that was something in their armoury where... Did you ever speak about that or not? About the way you interacted with referees, I'm just I'm just uh, solely no, going on what Saras no. used to say when they play Quins. No, you know you're going back uh, not too long, but a couple of years back, big characters in our team took it upon themselves to offer. You speak to referees now who come into training sessions, mm. stuff like that. They'd be like, "You're a nightmare to to referee, but also easy for me to referee because five or six of the senior boys in the team are all gobbing off, not leaving it to the captain and." Just gets the referees' backs up. There's a pen here, pen there, or yellow card, red card here. You know, so that's something that culturally we are now looking to address and and improve on moving forward. Well, that's interesting actually. Obviously, refs they've talked about and released this week, haven't they? That referees are going to crack down on dissent and appeal and all that stuff. Mm. Something you've spoken about in pre-season in the first week of the Premiership season, because you know what happens. They refs say this is going to happen first few weeks. They hammer it, don't they? Yeah, you you're always hot on the sort of key ones that they're trying to pick up for the season to tick their boxes and get get themselves up the rankings but discipline in general for us so discipline last year in our defense last year were two big areas for us and guzzy's coming in <clears throat> making them two the big focus for us going into into sale i think we've got maxwell keys this week and he's the sort of referee that you can't really give any sort of chat to no. or, or not a huge amount of interaction full stop so the chat between the team will be like look yeah leave it to robbo he'll just do the talking and work like that. And how, how's the co-captain thing going to work at Quinns this year? Because obviously James Hallwell and uh, Chris Robshaw have been both picked as co-captains. I don't think that works, does it? I think Hallwell, when he plays for Quinns, you guys are significantly better. But I think he's that good. He makes that much of a difference. Yeah, he's a very good player. Very good leader as well. He's a hell of a captain. But at times, he struggled with the a lot of the jobs that come with being a captain. Yeah. And Robbo is a huge leader for us, has been for a, a number of years. And I think having some time away from being the captain of England and, and the captain of the club has given him time to relax, concentrate on his game. And now he, he wants to lead again, mm. you know, from the front. And I get your point that it might not work, but hopefully Robbo will be away quite a bit. And Kev, James Hallwell can pick pick up when he's away. So, so they're both playing. Who we'll does see. the toss? Who, go, who, who leads the team out? That's, that's, oh, what I was that's awkward, isn't They it? hold hands on the way out maybe, together oh. and skip. That's Quinn's, isn't it? Ridiculous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, they have a, maybe they have a toss-off before. Oh, before just to say, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Just yeah. couldn't, couldn't so easy. Yourself, uh, let's talk a little bit about Marlon Yard. What kind of effect did he have on the, have on the club? Because I know there was a lot of stuff that revolved around him. Like, how bad was it when he was there? Well, I told you at the time. How yeah. bad? Come on. Well, he's not at the club anymore. So is it significantly better? Is that what you're saying? Now Yardy's not there. Did you call him Yardy? I didn't call him anything. <laughs> didn't speak to him. God's sake. I can't. Well, I did call him something. Something. But no. So what's going to come in? Because one of the things he, he he didn't speak about. I know he was defensive forwards coach then. Has he come in and set you guys tight? He said, right, we need top six. We need top four. Is he just saying, right, let's just see how it goes, lads? Like he obviously wants to change the we're, culture. We're putting that- a big emphasis on the stoop. You know, traditionally. People take the piss out of us, quite frankly. Oh, the stoop, you know, it's not exactly the shed. Um, you know, the sort of people that come and watch tend to be rich, multimillionaires rich. With, <laughs> with red trousers on, middle class, and boat shoes, <laughs> right, upper yeah, class. Okay. 
Thanks, Andy. What? You haven't spoken for half hour and then you've just, sort of just, just shouted Chinos. Yeah. We've got a sponsor of Chinos. Spoke Chinos. Spoke Chinos. Spoke Chinos. Top two of uh, Exeter's Saracens. Um, they've, they've had great stability and haven't added much in terms of recruitment over the off-season. Do you think it'll be the um, same top three with Wasps again for the fourth straight year, guys, or is there going to be a bit of a mix-up at the top? Same, same top the, three. What's the crap with Wasps with Gopuff, mate? Gopuff's done. Uh, he's... Done his ACL, so he's out for six to nine Who's months. Who's back up to Sapawanga then? Uh, Billy Searle played at Bristol last year. So young youngster, very talented. No real decent Premiership experience. Played at Bristol a few times in the in the year that they got trounced. Uh, so that bodes well. Um, <laughs> Do you think they'll struggle without Sips? Though uh, Sapawanga is an unbelievable player, and Sips Sips was an unbelievable player. Goody said before you came on that he hates Sips. Never what? said that. I've never said that. <laughs> never said that. I said he divides opinion. It's but ridiculous. no, will they will they, will they struggle? Jimmy Gopeth has been a phenomenal player for them for the, the three years he's been there so far. Uh, and let's not forget, he was the bloke that ended my career at Wasp, the bastard. They signed him instead of me, uh, offering me a new deal. But, yeah, I know. He's been fucking good, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right decision, die. And Jimmy's a lovely bloke, and he'll get involved with the coaching side. But on that on-field, the stability he's given them throughout the whole year, because obviously, um, you know, Sips was injured a bit last year as well, mm. kicks all the goals for them. So there's going to be now a lot of pressure on Sopawanga straight away in a key position. And he's a brilliant player, Sopawanga, but you know what it's like for Southern Hemisphere players coming to the Premiership. It's a different beast. Mm. And it does take time to settle in and, you know... Uh, will they will they struggle? Uh, they'll definitely miss Jimmy. But, you know, this year with Sopawanga coming in and Jimmy that year older, he wouldn't have had to play as much in the 10-12 combo that they did with Cipriani. You've got De Jong and Elliot Daly in the centres as well. Lover Balavu. So there are options where Jimmy wouldn't have to play week in, week out, which he's done for three years. So it's going to be a test, uh, and they've got a tough start. They've got Worcester first game, but then they've got Exeter and Leicester at home back-to-back, which are going to be teams that are in the top competing. And yeah, They had a rough start to the season last year, but they came good. They've got Villy LaRue missing for the first few games as well. So, you know, but every team are going to go through these injury patterns. And, you know, Saracens did it last year, lost seven on the spin, and they bounced back and win it. So that's the beauty of the playoffs. And, you know, for me, top three. Do you reckon three. they're still top three, do you think? Yeah, I think so. You look at the quality of the squads, uh, we brought in... I say we, Wasps. Like so are, you, what, are you following Wasps <laughs> this year? Is that I'm it, yeah? employed by the club. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? So, so you have to support them? I do support them. I don't have to, but they're in Coventry. So I'm you've chosen Wasps out over of Leicester. your... How many clubs? Too many to mention. <laughs> we haven't got all day, mate. <laughs> I'm st- I am shocked that you, you, you're supporting Wasps over Leicester. I am. Why? You pay 200 I thought, yeah, I thought you were a tiger for life, mate. I like Leicester as well. Obviously, it's a club that I, I learned everything at and had a great career at and won things and played 200 games to the club. Great. Loved it, mate. (laughs) A couple of Heineken Cups. I saw Dino as well. Five premierships. Yeah, I saw Dino at the Prem launch. He was asking for you, Goody. Yeah. It was all true. I don't like talking you up, but honest is honest, isn't it? You're in horrendous shape, but but he talked you up a storm. I saved him, didn't I? That's what he said. He said, basically, if it wasn't for you, he would not be out fishing on his boat. What, what's the sea close to Nuka? On the Tyne, is it? They go, is the that, sea, is it? the Tyne. <laughs> I mean, how stupid can you get? As you're heading out to the sea, you I go down you the Tyne. I think you need to start being a bit nicer to each other, you uh, two. Yeah, I think we do, yeah. You're always it's, like it's, picking on each other. It's been quite heated. He didn't you're want me to leave. You're always knocking him for his rig. Like, what do you want him to do? Well, he's knocking me, by the he's way. He's fucking... Fo- 45. 38. 30. <laughs> <laughs> he's 38, you know? <laughs> Leave him be. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at him. I thought he would have come in better shape. Do you not think pre-season like you come in refreshed? Just come off the back of a ten-day holiday where you eat everything. You said you where were fasting. Been? Uh, Portugal. Oh, lovely. Quinta de Lago, lovely place. Quinta de Lago. Back on the rugby. So what? They've signed uh, Nizam Carr, who's come back. Uh, Brad Shields is coming. You toured with him. You know, the Has- Redler. Yeah, Haskell's gone. Brad Shields comes in. Brad Shields is a younger Haskell, I reckon. 
Sopawanga for Cipriani. It's a toss-up. You know, Kieran Brooks, um, who has come in, but you've got... You've... Hey, Alan, why are you huffing? Why are you huffing? Because, Joe's... mate, Brooksy... What? Talk to us. He is unbelievably gifted. Shite. Oh, gifted, sorry. <laughs> All right. I've never met a more powerful, stronger fucking tight head. Naturally gifted. And but no, not and but no and what's what's this club? His fourth. And nothing wrong with having a load of clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's at Newcastle, I mean, Leicester, I just want him to Sometimes you just want to give him a shake and be like, mate, you've you've got all this. Some of us haven't got yeah what you've got. Story he told you've me. Got... So I spoke to him when he signed for Wasp. I spoke to him. Um, we were at Ben Foden's testimonial dinner, which we won't talk about Ben Foden. No, we won't. No. Um, but um, he was telling me. And, and this is that you'll appreciate this as a as a as a prop. Um, and you know, I've got no clue about scrummaging. I've got the body shape of a prop from the eighties, but no clue. About it. He said to me, "Die Stop Young." Stop putting yourself down, Andy. Oh, it's true though. I'm, I'm just honest, mate. Okay, fine. Die Young. When they went to, to meet him, whether Brooksy went to Die's house or Die went to Brooksy's house, he said Die scrummaged him in the kitchen <laughs> to teach him about some technique, which I think's brilliant. Shit, I think it's brilliant. Um, and imagine the size of Die Young scrummaging against him in his chest and all that stuff. <laughs> Mate, you ain't but, moving that belly, mate. Uh, but Brooksy, obviously, whether he feels he hasn't been developed technically as a coach by Dorian West because he's a hooker more than a... And I don't know anything about front row play, but he maybe under Dye's tutelage. Now, you've played against Jake Cooper-Woolley a load of times. He came to Wasps and he had body like a bag of sick. It was horrible. <laughs> but he had, obviously, Dye saw something in him and he's built himself up and... I yeah. think he's very good. He's been coached by Dye. Um, and Dye's bought the best out of him. Do you guys expect Saints to be different this year? They've got to be, aren't they? Yeah, I do. Boyd, Chris Boyd's a very good coach. And Bigger make a massive difference. I'm still surprised Bigger went there, to be honest with you. What, for Cash six, money? 600 quid? You're having a laugh? 600 grand. Oh, it was 700. It's about what you've heard. He's no. fucking... Cash! He's not gone for the success. He's not gone it? for what? your. He's not gone for your wages, Jim. Let's he's not gone for the restaurants. All the only restaurant in Northampton is an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet. That's all. <laughs> when I've been there before, yeah, I think they will be better. Definitely, I think Haskell will make a big difference there as well in well, terms of the culture and stuff. I do like. We take, take. And here's the thing, and and Joe will know this more than anyone having played with Dylan. Dylan has been absent for Saints over the last couple of years, and that might sound harsh but in terms of his impact for the club. He's been brilliant as England captain. His record speaks for itself in that. But as a club player, and some play, some people might say that about some of the Quinns boys at times, what they've produced on the field, but they've been brilliant for England. Dylan this year is fighting now for getting the captaincy back. He's a new coach at the club, so he's going to be a little bit uneasy at times. He's, I think he's out of contract at the, in a year well, or so. Apparently he's he? got the captaincy for England. He's, After the whitewash down in South Africa... 2-1, your penis. I think the game that you started, they won, didn't they? <laughs> was that the only game they won it when you played? It was 2-1. Well, you you've got an iPad South there. Africa, South Africa Where's lost. Your South Africa this lost is completely unprofessional. to Argentina No wonder the weekend. fucking other companies didn't want you, man. Right, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> so Northampton, Northampton Quinns in a relegation fight, yes or no? That's all I want to no. know. Going back to what I'm saying about Dylan, is it's effectively like a new signing for Northampton. And he wants, he's now captain again, and he wants to be a leader and be successful. He's got a World Cup at the end of the year. When actually, Dylan's the sort of character with people writing him off in the press. Yeah, he wants to put two fingers. To, yeah. Back and that's up why Eddie here. Jones originally, I think, I might be completely wrong, made him captain because Lanny wouldn't have him in the squad because he dropped the head on Jamie George in the semi final. And so Eddie Jones is like, I'm confrontational. I'm having him as my captain because he is 
I'm surprised you weren't in there, to be fair. But Mate, did you see how I kept in Quinns, mate? Yeah, Mako's a better player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so true. But you look at... And you lads, go, lads, I'll be on in a minute. <laughs> um, but just go a bit harder off the line. You know what I mean? So it is doable. Yeah. I could do it from yeah. the bench, couldn't I? But then you've got Brousseau, who's going to be... He came last year and then got injured. He's going to be like a new signing. Haskell, I expect Tom Wood to be a bit... Re- he's, he's nearly back. He's nearly re- back. Rejuvenated player. So there's good things. And Bigger's going to be huge for them. Yeah. And then that, let's not forget they've signed the biggest player in the world. Haven't they got a giant winger? Naira Yeah, that thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, good luck tackling Christ. in, boys. So you know they're, they're going to be a lot better. And I think they're, for me, top three will be the same. Northampton are the team that are going to finish fourth. Really? Said it. You wow. said it. And wow. I bagged them all last fourth? year. Yeah. Where were they last year? Joint 10th with us. <laughs> Ninth. I think <laughs> they, they just finished there. above United. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, no, we did have a bad year. Well, right. let, let's just wrap this up with the, with who's going to go down the relegation battle. Who's it going to be, guys? Who's who's Worcester? Going to be bad? Worcester. Yeah. I think Worcester. Oh. I can't see. I, I think Bristol have, have signed Pietal effectively. Um, <laughs> One yeah. million pounds yeah. a year. I just think they've. What an agent he's got. Exactly. Duncan Sandland, Esportif was my agent too. Is yeah. that his agent? Yeah. Yeah. I'd have an agent. Lua Tua. Is it Lua Tua? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously Madigan at ten. They've got quality now. George, got, George Smith. Exactly. It's Thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah, it's really old. But I think that John you know, Afoa as well. Yeah, you look at John Afoa, Worcester. They've got Hogarth driving around in a Lamborghini around Cheltenham, like, and they they haven't got a lot lot else have they? they lost William Scotland, William Coventry, whatever his name is, to the NFL. But the big one for me is Will Spence, who's gone to Leicester, mm. losing him. He's, he's he'll be quality at Leicester, but I think Worcester will go down. I think Bristol have too much. Piertau, s- similar to Gonover for Newcastle. We'll get them yeah. out of. Uh, I think the other thing the with puddles. it as well, there's there's big question marks over um, Worcester and the ownership, and you know, is the club going to be sold? Is the money there? If Bristol, would their guy need to go into the market to save the club at some point? Even with all those players, they've got the ability to go and sign people. Yeah. And Worcester, over the last three years, have had a team that's clearly on paper worse than them. So London Irish got relegated last year. You know, they were terrible for a lot of the season. Beat, beat, beat Quinns twice. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, the year before that was Bristol when Bristol were poor. Um, but Worcester have always been in the bottom two. Yeah, it? yeah. But this this is the year when I think the year before that was something like London Irish uh, as well, who were poor, which is when I left them. Uh, and the year before that was London Welsh. So there, there isn't the team this year that you go. Actually, they're going to be the whipping boys. Um, and Worcester, maybe it's them. I'm going to say Gloucester top four. There you go, Joe. Um, Who's top four? Is Quinn's up there? Of course they are. We're top four, mate. We're top yeah. four this year. Yeah? Yeah, put some money on that. Are you sure? What bet should we put yeah. on? I think we're third favourite to get relegated. So, so yeah, I don't know what our odds sh- would be to get top four. Should we put a bet on you getting top four? If you make top four... What will you do, Jim? you still got well, to shave well, your head It's, got, it's got to be the opposite, hasn't it? Of what? Uh, I, I was going to say it then. Go on, say it. I was going to say I'd get a tattoo of his head on my ass. It's <laughs> 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 Quinn's finished top four. Oh, I'm a talk, talk of that, the, the tattoo. I because uh, I I like collecting shit. Tattoos. I can see. Tattoos. I can see that. Um, Danny Kerr asked me for a, a testimonial present or prize. Yeah. To give for his testimonial, and he said, "Oh, do you think you could do a golf day or something like that?" I said, "No, I can't play golf." He said, "Oh, well, what about you could do a gym session for an hour at your gym?" I said, "No." He said, what do you mean? That's a good idea. I said, no, the reason I live where I live is because I don't like people. So why would I let you invite <laughs> random like people come use my gym? People pay a lot of money to see your gym. Yeah, well, that's what he said. What's he said, come on, mate. What's it called? Joe's Gym. It's Joe's Gym. <laughs> nice. You, you will oh, so what you're saying is if, if you don't make top four, you're going to invite me to your gym. Is that what you're saying? Gym. Bo- yeah. You are always welcome at my gym. Thank you. Jim. I actually think this works better. I think the three-way, like Andy, Joe and Jim, works much better than 
looking him back. <laughs> he said he's going to he'd knock him out and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'll be your best friend. Anyway, yeah. I said to him, no, you can auction off a tattoo of anything the size of a playing card on my ass. Anything. He said, what? He said, anything. Anything you want. He said, you'd let me do that. I said, yeah, go for it. And what happened? He fucking bottled it, didn't he? Oh. Yeah. But if there's anyone out there who wants, wants to raise some money... Yes, well, here we go. Um, I'll do that for so you. What, uh, Anything you want, except the C word. That's fair enough. Okay. It's a bit but, rude, that. Yeah, any, yeah. Cha- any charity that you really want to support? We do a lot of work for Matt Hampson. Okay, so let's just get the specifics here. So now we're offering on Joe Marley. I'm not Joe doing Marley, that sorry. for you, Jim. Not I'm a bit of that. <laughs> so come on, so what are you offering then? So you're saying that basically for charity... If someone makes a donation that you feel substantial, should we, should we a give a number? A substantial... 10 grand? Donation. 10 grand. <laughs> to the Matt Hampson Foundation. There you go. You will have anything tattooed on your arse. Size of a playing card. Yeah. For a business, that is amazing. No though. bigger. Does okay. it have to be on your arse? It can be on the lower part of your back. No, it's the arse. <laughs> no, it's on <laughs> the arse. <laughs> okay. Ambo, we're getting you another 10 grand. And if Quinn's make top four, I'm getting... Marla's head tattooed on my ass. I'm a Quinns fan now. I've done it just for that. That's how confident I am that they're not. Should we hook into some social media questions? Oh, let's hook in. All right, then. Uh, what did uh, Michael, it's Mikey S, has tweeted in, what did you make of the Prese red card? Shocking. Cannot believe he's been red carded for that. Tweeted about it. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Here's the thing. and The issue with slow-mo replays on the big screen. So the guy's gone in quite high to hit him and he's tried to brace but he's got the ball in the backhand and his right arm is at the front here. And he's braced, as you do, and you know you're going to get absolutely melted. Um, and it's just, he's refereed it by outcome where it looks like he's given him the forearm. Mm. He, he hasn't at mm. all, but he looks like he's given him the forearm in the face. Now, I think that was a crazy decision, but you go back, I think Faso Oliva did it a couple of years ago for Worcester, carrying the ball in one hand and led into a tackle, which That's is different, different. Yeah. with his forearm. But they're refereeing, not taking any empathy into it. And... Yeah, he's ref that on, well, he's, it looks like he's elbowed him in the face or forearm in the face, I've got to send him off. Whereas actually the empathy of it is the bloke's coming in high, it's a rugby incident. We agreed on something, lads. This is amazing. Nathan Bell has <laughs> tweeted in. Who has Nathan secured... Who? Nathan who? Nathan Bell. Yeah. Love that name. Who's secured the biggest signing for the upcoming season? Bristol. Oh, biggest, in, biggest in terms of monetary, obviously, Piertel. He's and bagged player. himself a million a year. And player. Is yeah. he? Is he still good? Well, he's injured at the minute. He got injured in so pre-season, he's not. didn't he? So he's a shithouse signing at exactly. the moment. At the minute. At the minute. <laughs> Until he's fit. Come on, then. Who do you reckon? <clears throat> Who are you most scared about playing? Well, by the sounds of it, that winger well, for Saints. Nairaro. monster. Just shout your man. Who else have we... Your what? Your man. So if he comes running at you... I thought you just said, just shout your mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheers for that advice, mate. Yeah. He says that to me. Come on, then, you mum. Go on, then. Um, who, well, who's, who's in? I big, the big signings. signings. Cipriani at Gloucester's a big move. <coughs> Sopawanga to Wasps is a big move. Of course you would, you're an arrogant Kiwi. Dan Biggers, Dan Northampton. Biggers, yeah, he's big. He's a huge move. Okay, Goody, who's big your biggest? Uh, I think the guy that could have the biggest impact on a team and make that difference is probably Cipriani to Gloucester. Well, I'm going to go with John Afoa, mate. Really? Because of if he can still anchor the scrum down at Bristol. So old school, you, ain't not you? Yeah, mate, but... Underrated that. But I don't think the scrum's that important anymore. It is. You're taking nah. the piss. No, but it I just love scrum in. It's not important anymore. <laughs> what do you it mean? Is. It's not. If Bristol were going backwards at a rate of knots, mate, Piertel ain't getting fucking good ball, is he? Mate, he'll pick and go through the middle, mate. Yeah, <laughs> bothered, mate. <laughs> who do you, on that though? Throughout the Premiership, who do you look at and go? I know I'm in for the toughest day today as a tight head. Yeah, I'd, I'd often look at John. Yeah, because he's so fucking low and you just can't move him. He doesn't. He doesn't often go forward. 
but he doesn't really go backwards. At all. You know, you can't get rid of him. Um, who else is there? Uh, Cooper Woolley's always been a tough one for me. I look at him and go, oh, fucking, he's a big bastard, isn't he? There we go. Scrums, eh? Coley? Scrums just pulls his shoulder now. Don't, I don't scrum against Coley. You have that wink-wink, we're both England players. No, no, I, I literally don't scrum against him. I don't play against Leicester. You don't play against Leicester? Well, I haven't played against Leicester for God knows how. Is that because of bands or selection? Or? <laughs> it's a mixture. That's no, <laughs> a, a mixture. It's the scrum. They need a good scrum to face Leicester. Do you ever have that wink-wink? <laughs> do you ever have that little gentleman's against any of the England boys? No, I don't do any GAs, mate. Okay. I'm a professional. In training, though? Yeah, occasionally. Always, yeah, always. Occasionally, occasionally. One on one tackles, make noises. Tom yeah. Reeves has tweeted and he just wants to know your quick predictions for the Pro 14 this year. This is proper. Pro I, love, I love the Pro 14. You do. I've changed oh, this year. Why? Why have you changed? Why? I love the Pro 14. Why have you changed? I think it's a, a league that is moving forward. Yeah. It's come out of the dark ages now. Guinness have got behind it and it's going to be, towards the end of the season, very exciting. Leinster are going to win it. So that's got nothing to do with the actual league itself. <laughs> you love a Guinness. Yeah, technically, yeah. We all love a Guinness, mate, yeah. but... I think it will come out of the shadows, lads. I do. I think that it is going to improve. Glasgow. What, Glasgow? Edinburgh. Well, come out of the shadows? It's, it's, well, and what? And overtake the, what? But it's not, it's not about overtaking. I still think the Premiership's a better model. We all know that. Yeah, I think the Pro 14 is definitely going in the right direction. I mean, you've got some very good teams in there, Goody. Have Scarlets, as we know, very good. Leinster, Edinburgh, probably should have beat Munster last year. Yeah. Munster it's, as well. It's, it's two, the, two South African teams have added. Yeah. Joe, do you have any predictions on the Pro 14? I suppose because I don't want to be labelled an arrogant Englishman. That's your tag because I'm actually very humble. Um, no, I can't give you an answer. Cause <laughs> I thought he was going to say Adam after they put 80 points on him last week. but It was 50 points. Glasgow. And it was Glasgow <laughs> Donut. Again, not doing his research. Did you play in that game? Did you play in that game? No. Just ask him. That's what? why, yeah. That's why it, was all, it was all in the scrum. They yeah, got hosed in the scrum. 60 or 70 points. Yeah, yeah. they got hosed in the scrum. I'd have got red carded, surely. Yeah. yeah, great gag. While we've got Joe here, actually, um, we, yeah, why not, eh? we had a chat on our, our little podcast on top of this, Rugby Pod Sessions. If you haven't already listened to it, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod, where Joe shared a little story about George Cruz on the Lions tour. Hell of a player. I did, yeah. Hell of a player. For the full episode, go to patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod. Let's uh, just listen to a little clip of that right now. Pod, 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 pod. George Cruz, fall, fall from grace. What did he do? Well, no, he started in the first test. Oh, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, he didn't mm. start in the next two, did mm. he? No, he came down to us veg boys. We right. welcomed him with open arms, to be fair. How did he take that? <laughs> Took a huge hit to his wallet. Anyway. But how did, how did you... Um, how did you guys welcome someone like that into the into the veg? Like, were you taking the piss oh, got, out of him? They got plenty you... of shit. Yeah, really. If you're a test boy coming down, you got plenty of shit. Really, plenty of stick to begin with, and then you know, once you got a few jars in you, it was fine. You know, right. best Rory best welcomed you, and he was like, "Fine, you're yeah. one of us now. We'll yeah. keep working hard, playing hard. Probably a little bit harder for him, but yeah. Did you... <laughs> I I heard I heard that there was a bit of a a, a thing with. Um, you guys in Wellington with when Cruzo came in and you guys had to pay the bill or when it came time to pay the bill and there was a couple of grand on the tab. <laughs> what, what, what happened there, mate? Yeah, so anyway, George Cruz, he starts the first test, doesn't he? He doesn't have the greatest of games and he'll, he'll admit that. And we get in there for the uh, review on the Tuesday. Yeah, team review on the Tuesday. And uh, the coaches have come up. They're up front in the team meeting room. Big screen, video review up. And usually on the video reviews, you've got tags at the bottom, little bits of writing with initials or something that reminds you 
or reminds them of what the clip is going to be before it starts. And this first one said GK, and it was a clipper cruiser dropping the ball. <laughs> Poor fucker. <laughs> and then they went on to the next clip, and they paused for a bit, talked through the thing in, talked through what we need to improve in, and all that lot. And then the next one was GK again. And we, you know, we started nudging each other a little bit. You know, each sat next to each other. Oh, my God, here we go. This cruiser dropping another ball. And then there might have been one that wasn't in. Might have been someone else. Um, and then the next one came up. And you look at the bottom left-hand corner, it says GK again. Oh and you're like, oh, my God, the poor fucker. Are you guys all, like, giggling now? Or are you going, no, oh, no, shit, no, 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 no. It's bad because right. it's a serious review. Yeah. It's a serious review. You've got to stay focused with it. And then... Um, and then someone made a point about attack, how we needed to implement something different for the second test. And they went on for a bit and Rob Howley was like, yeah, that's what we're going to bring in. I can't remember the, it was something to do with a short line of thing. And it was, it was crazy because then there was a little pause and they were about to move on and Cruiser then decided to pipe up. He said, oh, I've got something actually, you know, I think it'd be really good if maybe one of the backs came in and hit a short line instead of one of the forwards just to help share the workload which was exactly the same point as what had just been said by someone and the coach. <laughs> oh, no. And now he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we've just said, and we're like, oh, my God, he's having a fucking stinker here. And you start nudging each other again. And then the next clip came up, and it's fucking GK again in the bottom corner. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought, oh, no. So they cut it. You know, they, 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 they didn't did, play they, it again. They'd, no, they'd already cut. They'd already made their points or whatever. They didn't carry on with the thing, but... The next clip was GK again. We're like, oh, poor fucker. He's had a tough tough time of it there. And then we were playing the game, midweek game. <sighs> Who were we playing? It's all a blur, mate. It's a blur. It's quite odd. So it could have been the Hurricanes, the Highlanders, I can't, the Crusaders. The, any the, the provincial barbarians. No, that had already been done. It went well. Um, ooh, a win's a win, mate. Uh, exactly. A win's a, a win. A W's a W. Christ, yeah, don't no, you underestimate well. You know the Kiwi yeah, sides. Yeah, exactly. So the next next midweek game, Cruiser's put on the bench with midweek, so that's a big sign. Hang on a minute. He's gone from the test and he's on the bench. You know, some boys have to double up, but you're like, mm, the starters don't usually double up. And uh, Courtney Laws had started the game and they took him off just after half-time, brought Cruiser on quite early. So he's played two games quite close to each other. Right, so he's not And again, another weekend. sign. You're yeah. like, well, he's not fucking playing. Yeah, you know, a couple of us turned to each other in the game. And gone, oh, he's not fucking playing. Actually. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we went out on the piss again. And we'd booked out. Gats had, to be fair to him, Gats had said, look, I want you guys to go let off some steam. Because we hadn't. <laughs> go let off some steam. And Bestie booked out uh, an Italian restaurant. But it was a bit of a weird one. Middle of nowhere. We, we wanted to get away from the Kiwi noises. You know, there's mad Kiwi, you know, grannies. Know how well you've played at the weekend, don't they? Mm. So, wanted to get away with that. Found this Italian place. Got there, it was a shed. So there was a restaurant and then they had a shed in the garden. A literal shed. And it could fit about 10, 12 people. And we all get in there. Basically, he said to the um, waiter, he said, look, yeah, beers for everyone. And then just keep them coming. You know, as soon as, as, soon as you think they're finished, just keep them coming. So... It was about every six or seven minutes there was another beer put down and you're like, oh my God, Bestie's knocking them back. Coley's like, Ooh, chewing through it. Like, oh, it's a bit gassy. It's a bit gassy, this. <laughs> um, and Cruz is with us. 
you know, we're trying to drown his sorrows a little bit. It's right. blindingly obvious, mate. You've had a stinker in yeah. the first test. You've had a shocker in the review meeting. You're yeah. now with the midweek veg. But welcome. Welcome. You're more yeah. than welcome to join us. And then um, get to the end. Great, great night. And get to the end to pay the bill. It was about just over two two grand. And Two uh, grand? Yeah. Oof. And then, uh, you guys are drinking, you're being lads. Yeah, so we yeah. all put in credit card roulette, as you do, you all put the cards in the hat. And it got down to me and Cruz. It's a credit card roulette, it's basically everyone puts, everyone their, puts credit- their credit cards or debit cards in the hat, and you get the waiter or waitress to pick them out one by one. And you, when you're picked out, you're out, but you can't celebrate. If you celebrate, you're back in. So right. you just take your card, you're like, thank you, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. No high fives, no nothing. Do it. All right. It's brilliant when someone fucking forgets and they're like, yes, and you're like, yeah, fucking yeah. put it back in now. Because it's that drinking game where you play fingers. <coughs> if you yeah. take your finger off That's and it. celebrate, you back on. You call it, it fingers, do you? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> anyway, it got down to me and Cruiser. And because it was quite a hefty bill, we were like, oh, fuck it. Let's split it. Let's split it. You know, it's like, Cruiser hadn't said anything yet, but the boys were like, oh, it's a bit, they're starting to feel a bit guilty here. No, no, just split it between the two of you, then you can think. And I was like, well, no. And then Cruiser decided Billy Big Balls. He was like, no, we're no. going down to it. I'm going to win this one. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, because you've had such a fucking cracking week, haven't you, mate? Waitress puts a hand in the hat, pulls out my card, and I'm like, oh, just sit back down. And his face, mate, the devastation in his face. How did you not celebrate that? I left it a period of time, made eye contact with a couple of the other boys, and we were just like, yes, yes. <laughs> Poor fucker. Um, oh, no. And I think what made it worse was that we then told Steve Borthwick the next day what had happened at breakfast. And Steve's quite a dry character, right. quite a serious guy. Very good at what he does, but quite a dry, serious guy. Rarely see him laugh mm. uh, or break character. And we told him and he died. He was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it turned out he texted him, text Cruiser later that morning saying, oh, how was dinner last night? And it was unbelievable to hear that sort of banter coming out of Steve's mouth for oh, it. So yeah, that was just a couple of the couple of the memorable moments from that tour. Pod, 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 pod. Should we wrap things up with Please. the good, the bad, the ugly? This is where Andy Good tells us what's been good, what's been <laughs> bad, and what's been ugly in rugby over the last well, how long? Well, we'll just go over the last week, shall we? Because it's, okay. you know, it's just what's happened recently. There's no, no point going back over Joe Marler's outstanding performance against South Africa. They've got England our only victory on the tour in the summer. You watched that, Jim? Of course I did, yeah. Mm, they got rain. whitewashed, in my mind. <laughs> Absolute idiot. How about um, England at the minute? Good this week. Uh, a few bits and bobs, really. Owen Franks, start start in New Zealand, shall we? 100 caps for the All Blacks. That's an achievement. Um, and an even better achievement as he's taken Jim Hamilton's record of getting to 100 games without scoring a try. So you played 69 tests, no tries? Uh, 63 and 1, but no, yeah. Lies. That's right, man. I'm on 59 and none. You'll get him. You'll get him, don't worry. Um, 100 caps for the All Blacks is pretty special. We'll stay in the Southern Hemisphere and Wayne Barnes' performance. How good was he as a referee? Oh, Wayne. Barnes, was, he was quality. You actually talk about referees and we hammer them sometimes. Uh, but I thought he handled the game really well. Um, other good news, Paul Grayson back at Northampton. Northampton Store is back in the coaching panel today, announced as a kicking consultant. He's got to coach his son. That's awkward, isn't oh, yeah. it? Um, but yeah, no, he's a brilliant bloke having back at Northampton. Then we'll go over to France for a bit. Finn Russell, his debut for Racing 92. Uh, he took on Toulon down at the Stade Felix Mayol, uh, scored two tries, 20 points. 
They got the victory. Hell of a debut. Scott Spedding as well for Cast. He had a brilliant debut. Uh, scored two tries against Montpellier and then effectively won them a game with a last-ditch tackle uh, in the last minute, which Montpellier would have scored from and then probably kicked the conversion. Uh, knocked him into touch. Pretty special that was. Um, we'll go Southern Hemisphere again. Argentina. What a performance that was. Dusting up the uh, South Africans. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to talk about Scotland putting 50 on them in the summer. Sorry. No, no, no. That's okay, Jim. Okay, no, Jim. And Nicolas Sanchez got a full house. I think he scored about 20 points or something like that. Full house try, conversion, penalty, drop goal. Impressive performance. Uh, but for me, the one good this week, the main good this week, you've got to go back to New Zealand. You've got to go to Bowden Barrett, the best player in the world at times. Four tries against the Aussies. Outstanding, unbelievable attacking play, and I can't wait to watch them play England uh, in the autumn. People talk about it, the All Blacks, it's boring that they always win, but... We're going to see some tries, that's England are looking forward to playing against them. Uh, so the good this week goes to Bowden Barrett and his four tries. The bad, um, where do we go with this? Montpellier. Lost at home. They lost at home, first game of the season, to Cast, who dusted them in the final last year. Didn't learn, they just tried to bully them, they were absolutely shocking. Uh, Toulon, again, lost at home in the top 14. Uh, Tarassi, 92. Patrice Calazzo. New coach, so he's probably getting sacked by Mauro Bujalan in a couple of weeks. Uh, see how that goes. Springboks, they were pretty poor over in Argentina. Um, what else was bad? Jimmy Gopper's injury for Wasps, a huge blow. Chris Ashton getting banned for seven weeks. And then Samu Manoa, who was a hell of a player at Northampton. He signed for the Cardiff Blues, doing an interview for the Cardiff Blues on their website. He just basically said he's happy being back in an English environment. Oh, no. No, he didn't. <laughs> he's just indeed no, he himself didn't. to the whole world. He did. Oh, he did. Oh. Have a look at it. It's on Twitter. <laughs> sorry, bro. I'm just sorry. I'm just happy to be in the English environment. <laughs> and he's in Wales. Uh, that's pretty bad. Um, that is fucking brilliant. That's gold. It's amazing. Uh, so the bad this week has got to go to Sam and Manoa, not knowing the difference between England and Wales. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Uh, the ugly there's not a lot of ugly but one thing I did see was people have a look at it if you're not squeamish but Dylan Armitage's injury at the weekend making a break towards I think it's about 65 minutes into the game for Leon against um, Toulouse and he's basically planted his leg got tackled from behind and his knee looks absolutely awful he's out of contract at the end of the year they're talking about it could be a career ending injury Uh, it's really ugly really unfortunate for Dylan so we wish him well and a speedy recovery if he can get back on the field yeah good luck Dylan all right, thanks very much, Goody. That is the good, the bad, the ugly. And thank you very much for listening to our first rugby pod of the season. Don't forget to subscribe, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, and check out our new subscription service on Patreon for even more content. Rugby pod. Rugby pod. Pod, pod, pod. You actually do that, do you? Yeah, it's yeah. The same. Well, it depends. We can keep it raw. So you know, do. sometimes it's you scripted. Got, you want to do something? Yeah, do go on, go on do, do the rugby pod. Go on, you finish it, and then Jim goes. You want me to sign off again? Not the whole thing, because it fuck bored me. Just go, eh, as if you've finished a sentence. Go, eh, go on. The rugby pod. The rugby pod. Rugby pod. The, no. <laughs> I've said it first. <laughs> My rugby pod. The rugby pod. Pod, pod, pod. Thanks for having me. My rugby pod. Rugby pod. Rugby pod. Rugby pod. Rugby pod.